Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine Podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, brought to you by Jacob's Ladder, a company that makes fitness equipment that people love to hate. Welcome to the Club Solutions Podcast. My name is Rico Francis, President and Co-Founder of Peak Media and Club Solutions. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Bob Palka, owner of Jacob's Ladder. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rico. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Our purpose today is to learn more about you, your history, history of the company, and then specifically how you can help our listeners. So with that in mind, let's just dive into the questions. Uh, tell us about your personal background, Bob, maybe where you grew up, um, what your early interests were, how you got into the business, and then uh, the history of the company. Sure, sure. Sure. I'm a... Um kid from uh, south side of Buffalo, small town called Lackawanna. It's a steel town. Uh, my dad was a steel worker and I grew up uh, like a lot of towns like that are very sports oriented. So I grew up as an athlete. I played uh, basketball and, and volleyball in, in high school. And then I got a volleyball scholarship at Penn State um, and where I focused uh, on engineering. I ended up graduating with an engineering degree. And when I got out, I ended up working for a couple of large companies. Um, I worked for Procter & Gamble, and I worked for General Motors and Delphi. And after about, I don't know, about 19, 20 years of that, I decided that, uh, well, I didn't want to, uh, my next move was an executive move to Detroit, and I didn't want to raise my kids in Detroit. So I, um, and I had always had an interest in owning my own business. So I actually sent out to about 1,500 businesses in a five-county region and asked them if they were looking to sell their business. And I got 12 responses. Um, and I was actually working on three of them when somebody came up to me and they said, nothing I got for sale, but if you're interested in listening to an idea, I got one for you. And they told me about this inventor that had this uh, invention. And uh, the invention was this... Jacob's Ladder. And what it, what, how that got invented was uh, the, the inventor, the, the guy was named Steve Nichols. And Steve uh, is a construction guy. And he knew that climbing a ladder was a good workout. And he had developed a bad back and bad knees through 5K, 10K type stuff. So he was an inventor type guy. And he came up with this idea. He patented it back in the early 90s. And then he started building them out of his garage one or two at a time. And uh, he ended up driving the business cash dry twice. Uh, the second time was because of a marital divorce. And so when I found out about it, it was sitting in a 10 by 10 storage facility. It was just a couple of welding fixtures, uh, some, some direct material and, and the patent. And my first reaction is, this is not me. <laughs> um, you know, as an athlete, I've been a consumer of the fitness industry for a long period of time, but I was never in the fitness industry. So I had no connections at all. And the second thing was, is that I uh, was a high volume manufacturing guy. I wasn't a startup guy, you know. So my first reaction was, this is not me, but I hate to look away from an opportunity. So I sat down with Steve and just talked to him. And I said, give me 30 or 40 of your past customers. Let me talk to them, you know. And what I would find out first is that these people love this machine. And the second thing I'd find out is that they thought it was durable. 
which coming from the automobile industry is uh, uh, durability is everything. And so now it piqued my interest. So in January of 04, I got an opportunity to work out. I wanted University of Buffalo and I fell in love with it. And so I put a business plan together, uh, got some funding from the bank uh, with my own funding, bought the patent and the assets from Steve, hired Steve on as our first employee. He still works for us today at like a part-time. He, uh, during COVID, he ended up taking a retirement. He's 72 years old. He took a retirement. But when we first started out back in 04, he was my only employee. It was just me and him. And we started it out first five years were tough. You know, you think you're immune from that because you think, you know, you, you know everything and you don't. And um, we almost went bankrupt a couple of times. And then we got a couple of breaks. In 08, uh, we got picked up by a couple of international companies, which helped to expand our international business and started selling stuff outside the country. And then in March of 2009, we got a call from NBC to be on Biggest Loser. And so we aired on Biggest Loser in um, September of 09. And what that did for us is it really legitimized our product in a gym setting. Because up until that, at trade shows, we would hear people saying, wow, this is interesting. I, I want, how, how does this thing work? And then after Biggest Loser, when they had seen it in operation and seen it in a gym setting, um, then people were saying at trade shows, wow, I'm dying, to, I'm, trying, I'm dying to get on this thing and see how it is. And so the whole focus there changed, I think. And, and for the next five years, we grew very fast. We grew at an average rate of about 30 to 40% a year. Um, and we were able to develop some new products. So we knew we were going to be exposed to uh, on the biggest loser. So we had to develop something that fit better in the home. So we came out with Jacob's Ladder 2 and, and we introduced that in 2010. And then in uh, 2013, one of our dealers came up to us and said, um, why don't you take Jacob's Ladder? This is a time when the uh, Nautilus was breaking their company up and nobody could get stair climbers. And so uh, one of our dealers said, why don't you stand the user up, stand the users up and replace the rungs with stairs. And, um, and we thought it was a great idea. So we developed our stairway product. And then after that, we, we wanted to get rid of the waist belt for the stair, stairway. So we developed our stairway GTL product. Um, and that happened probably in 2017. And then 2019, um, we, developed our rope fit product, which is a rope climber. And then most recently, right in the middle of the pandemic, we launched uh, Jacob's Ladder X or JLX. And uh, that's been a huge hit. Um, it, in fact, it's now become our fast, not only our fastest growing product, but our highest selling product. So um, now we have, we're not just a ladder climbing company, we're a climbing company. Mm, very good. Love the entrepreneur success story. That's awesome. Um, in your role, what do you do specifically on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you could describe my role probably best if you think of it in three different terms. One is I'm the chief strategy officer, right? Um, I, I focus on what we want to do in the future, how we position our products, 
how we try to define uh, the, the value that we create for customers and how to do more of that. So um, I'm the chief strategy officer first. And I think the second thing is, is that I manage sales and the finances of the business. And so I'm the chief sales and chief financial officer. And then last is, you know, we need to get stronger as a company every day, right? One of the ways we do that is by the people that we hire um, and the people and how to develop the people here. So I'm the chief team builder too. So I think if you think of my, my role, it's those three things primarily. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> um, let's, let's dive into cardio. Uh, obviously there are lots of types of cardio equipment. Um, talk a little and you, and you talked about it, but talk more about what makes Jacob's ladder unique. And then uh, more specifically uh, what that means for a health club operator. Yeah. And I, I, I think it depends on the, the type of operator that we're talking about here and, and what we represent to them. But at, at first glance, you look at the ladder and you think, okay, it's a ladder climbing device. Well, why is ladder climbing good for you? Well, the first thing that you, that you notice is that we put the user on a 40 degree angle. He's the, the user is not vertical or is not horizontal. We put the user at a 40 degree angle and we do that on purpose. The, the reason for that is it takes stress off the lower back. Um, and uh, and the, the user is always in a positive climb. So it's a very low impact workout. And that's really the value that we create for the, the final user, the, the, the client of the health club, in that we give them a low impact, um, high intensity workout. And, and okay, why is it high intensity? Well, it's high intensity for two reasons. One, they're lifting their body weight over a full 12 inch stair and you can't cheat on it, right? So you can't take a three inch step or a 10 inch step. You got to take that 12 inch step. And, and the second thing is that we're utilizing more muscle groups by the activation of the upper body. So from, from a client's perspective, it's just a good workout and it gets their heart rate up into the target zone faster than most anything. And uh, it doesn't impact their joints, their knees, their hips, their ankles. Um, so they're able to feel tired, but tired in a good way, not tired because I'm going to stop working out because my hips hurt. And I think, so that's the value from the client's perspective, from a health club's perspective, and not that they're, they're not that the health club operator is not concerned about the health of their clients, they are, but they also want to sell memberships, right? And they want to retain their current membership. And we represent a unique product that's also good for the customer. So from a health club operators are saying, okay, what kind of unique products that I can, can I put in my health club Utilize my floor space most effectively because that's a premium for every health operator's floor space utilization. And at the same time, make my health club, my, my members healthier. And I think at the end of the day, attracting new customers and retaining old customers is what their, their game is all about, right? And we want to help them do that. Check out the newest Jacob Slatter, Jacob Slatter X. JLX offers two additional climbing modes, updated electronics, a new look, and a beefier drivetrain. JLX comes with a four-year warranty, is still self-powered, and is made in the USA. For more information, visit jacobsladderexercise.com. So, um, new members, 
um, in terms of, especially on the tour, right? When you when you have you know, prospective members coming in and they're sort of walking the club, new members, I hear that, that makes a lot of sense. And then in terms of uh, retention, which is huge, um, it's unique. And so, you know, there are very few places that you can get this type of workout. And, and so those are the two things I hear you saying, really, yep. new members and retention. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Um, are there other applications or key considerations that um, the operators need to think about as it relates to just cardio equipment in general? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think one of the biggest pains in uh, the butt as a health club operator is the durability of their equipment. And you heard me mention back when I was doing the due diligence on Jacob's Ladder that customers felt like this was durable. Um, coming from the automobile industry where durability is everything, we have continued to focus to make Jacob's Ladder and all of our products more and more durable. Um, when you do something in this industry that nobody else has done, you run into problems that nobody else has seen. And so we continue to focus on issues that the, uh, that, that our customers have, and we've made them continue to, we still make improvements in drivetrain all the time based on specific things that go wrong because um, I don't think that there's, and I think you'll hear this from almost every manufacturer on the globe. There is no worse advertisement for any piece of cardio than to have an out of order sign on it, right? And so we want our customers to tell us immediately when that happens, and we want to react as fast as we possibly can. Very good. Can you share uh, maybe examples, and you don't have to give customers specifically. Um, is that, you know, that may be sensitive, but if you could share maybe examples of how you guys have impacted the bottom line for uh, health club operators, do you have any examples, either anecdotes or anything you can talk about? Yeah. Well, uh, I think one of the biggest things that we've done, um, in, in the recent past is we started a, uh, a, an opportunity and we started at first just with any time fitness, but uh, in all their locations, but we've expanded that to uh, anybody that wanted to join. Uh, and that is a um, Mount Everest challenge. So what happens is uh, they the club runs it themselves. They uh, start up this challenge. And as soon as the a, a specific client gets to 29,035 feet, which is the highest height of Mount Everest, um, we used to send them a T-shirt and then put their name and picture on our Facebook page as a way to celebrate the accomplishment. But I think that um, uh, you can run a lot of different types of challenges with our product like that um, and get people pumped, get clients pumped up about getting on it. And once it gets introduced to that group, I, it has a tendency to be addictive. Mm. Very good. Um, are there other challenges or trends um, that you've seen um, maybe even over, you know, the last 18 months where the whole world's going through um, something that we've never gone through, but is there, are there just challenges or trends that you've seen that um, help club space that you all can help with? Yeah. I think the, the biggest trend in this industry, and I think a lot of people have seen it uh, back in the 2000 and, 2010 time frame, 
Um, I, I don't know that we were that focused on uh, interval training. And then uh, we've had this, I'll call it for lack of a better term, uh, the CrossFit movement. And it's not just CrossFit, but it's high intensity interval training and the, and the studies that show how good that is for every age group. And, um, and now at one time, I think the people that were driving the market um, uh, were not as concerned about uh, intensity and that type of thing, where now I think the people that are driving the market uh, for equipment, for programming, for everything are the enthusiasts. And I think that that's been a huge change and we've been part of that change. And that's a good thing because it's making people healthier. And that's so um, at one time, you know, in interval training, high intensity interval training was not part of uh, a health club's focus or their programming. Now it's an essential part of their programming, mm. And we've been able to help with that. Very good. If there's one thing, Bob, that you'd want our listeners to know. Uh, and, it, and it could be something that you've already talked about, but if there's one thing you'd want them to know about Jacob's Ladder that you think maybe they don't know or something that maybe is a misperception, um, what, what, what would that be? Yeah, I, I think that um, when I bought the business, there was a testimonial for a 77-year-old attorney up in Boston. And what he said was, it's easier to work hard on Jacob's Ladder. And I always wonder, once you've worked out on it, you understand what he says, but I always wondered, how do I prove that through data? How do I prove that, you know? And in about, I think it was probably 2013 or 14, uh, LSU did a study on the ladder climber versus a treadmill. And what they found out was, and, and one of the, the they talked to us before they did the study. And I told them about that comment that we had heard. And what they did was they measured perceived exertion or the pain. So you and I are working out and what we're going to do is we're probably going to stop when the pain gets too much, but why, what kind of, there's certain types of pain that are good, right? It's your heart beating, it's your breathing, it's your muscles working. And then there's certain types of pain that are bad. It's your hips hurting, it's your knees hurting, it's your back hurting. And what they found out in the study was that you burn more calories on Jacob's ladder with the same level of perceived exertion hmm. and actually proving the, that old attorneys align that it's easier to work hard on Jacob's ladder. And I think that's one of the reasons we came up with our the tagline, you know, love to hate it because people do. Uh, it's an addiction because of that, that they don't stop because their hips hurt. They stop because um, th their muscles have had enough. Got it. What about future plans for the company? I mean, you've talked about a number of products that you guys have launched. Um, so future plans in terms, maybe I'll ask it two ways. Near term, so next a uh, year to two years, and then further out, um, if you can, maybe five to 10 years, what are, what are the plans for the company? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to continue on the same path that we have. And if you look at our product line and how we've developed products, we've never ventured too far away from what we do well. 
And, uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to develop any treadmills or bikes or ellipticals. There are folks that do that and they do it very well out there. Um, we'll continue to focus on, on, on products that are similar to what we make and maybe a little bit of a change to it to add something that, that, uh, for an example, when we came out with JLX, we added two different climbing modes, a stand-up mode and a sled drive mode. Just So now there's four different climbing modes in, on Jacob's Ladder. And we've in, now introduced the product to a bunch of different people that would have previously looked at it and been afraid of it, right? They walk right by it and they go, that's too intimidating. I'm not going to hop on it. But now in the stair climbing or the stand-up mode, it's more like a stair climber. And we've introduced the product to a whole group of people that previously would have not gotten on it. So we'll continue to do to, to try to listen to our customers, to, to try to define value in their eyes, not ours, because I'm not making equipment for us. I'm making equipment for them, right? And so, and we'll continue to try to stay close to what we do and we do it well, because if you venture too far from that, you run into some warranty problems, right? Th things that start breaking down. But, and so we want to do what we do well, but try to meet the needs of our customers better. And that's both long-term and short-term. We'll continue along that path. If our listeners are interested in contacting you or the company, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I think the easiest way is just to either call us at, uh, at our phone number, which is 716 692 one four five five or email us at info at Jacob's ladder exercise.com. Those are the two easy ways just to get a hold of us. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It was great spending time with you. I get to learn more about what you guys are doing and how you can help our listeners. I wish you continued success in the future. Thanks Rico. Mm -hmm.